हेलो एवरी वन वेलकम टू वन अदर एपिसोड ऑफ पॉडकास्ट विथ शिफ्ट डेंसिटी अ सीरीज वेर वी टॉक अबाउट डिफरेंट एस्पेक्ट्स ऑफ सेक्शुअलिटी एंड मेंटल हेल्थ एजुकेशन माई नेम इज शिवली आई एम द फाउंडर ऑफ शिफ्ट डेंसिटी एंड आई एम अ काउंसलिंग साइकोलॉजिस्ट एंड अ सेक्शुअलिटी एजुकेटर In this podcast we will be giving you a basic understanding of STDs and STIs which is sexually transmitted diseases and infections addressing and debunking the myths surrounding it and spreading awareness about prevention and protection towards safer sex for doing this we have with us Dr Nivedita Manokaran a dermatologist and venerologist He is also a clinician in sexual and reproductive health and a specialist in HIV medicine. You should follow her in her Facebook page uh, which is called Untaboo and the Instagram page which is called Dr. Nivi Untaboo. She uses these platforms to educate people about sexual and reproductive health. Welcome Dr. Nivedita. We are so so happy to have you on board. Thank you so much Shiv. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Nivedita, why don't you tell us a little bit about your work? So, I most dermatologist and degree is also mixed with the venereologist degree in India. So, I guess um it's a combined degree and I did qualify in India. So, like other people I did started off being a dermatologist and then when I moved to Sydney, uh fortunately I first got into a sexual health position and I thought oh that's interesting there is a completely separate you know field yeah. position for this and I enjoyed um starting to work and then I started realizing how much how much little of venereology or how much little of sexual health that we are actually doing not in terms of the education or the subject but in terms of public health but in terms of providing actual care to people or educating people or being able to talk about it and i found the field that i started working in extremely fascinating and uh, i have kind of i should say i have left all my cosmetic interests and things like that that i um, the main reason as to why i did dermatology and i have kind of moved to being a sexual and reproductive um, clinician here mm-hmm. and i deal with a lot of youth and vulnerable population and um, diagnosing and educating and counseling and i take absolute pleasure in doing all of that and um, i have always been thinking that this is something that i missed growing up as a young um girl in india yeah. and i have been thinking for a long time that i need to come back and give back what i have actually missed mm-hmm. and to also let people know that what is missing in part of venereology it's not about diagnosing things or just treating it but there is a whole bunch of questions and um diag- diagnosis of you know sexual assault or domestic violence or other things that can be prevented by asking a good detailed history and how that 
talking element in sexual health has been missing for a long time so that is something that i do here as a clinician and this is what i really want to give back to the country i grew up in our country so this is what um is my aim and this is the kind of work i do here shit oh that's so wonderful to hear honestly this is the same feeling that i also had when i started wherein there is so much re- lacking in with regards to sexuality education with regards to telling people about mental health and you know that's how i also started so i can definitely relate with you and it's so wonderful that you're doing this work i have seen your page it's so easy to digest material and it's so wonderful Thank in the you. way you put out information it's amazing so thank um, you thank you so much so now when we go back to um talking about stds and sdis anyways anything related to sexuality is so um you know uh, hush hushed and uh, because i think it's not the virus which is more infectious as much as the misconceptions and the stigma around it i so, feel because um virus can can be treated but these misconceptions really are very harmful um, no i totally agree with you because as, for example the cold sore virus you know which mm-hmm. people get in their upper lip or lower lip around their oral cavity has uh-huh. been and, and as we call it herpes it has yes. been around for a very 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 long time and it you commonly is transmitted from you know i mean when grandparents then you know having the infection and kissing the grandchildren mm-hmm. or you know it is it is usually transmitted like that and it's been mm-hmm. for such a long time yeah. uh, it's not something that's very we discovered newly or anything like that but yeah. when the same virus comes to the genital area just because the way of acquiring because it's sexually acquired whether oral sex or you know uh, vaginal sex um mm-hmm. it becomes you're right it becomes a more tragedy than the virus itself yeah uh, it becomes more severe because it's the exact same virus and people have known about it people know that you can get attack, like you know you can get it every now and then and it goes away and it comes back these things are known to people for such a long time but the yeah. minute it comes you know in a different area the attitude changes and that's because of the stigma that is linked to you know yeah sex. while we are talking about um, the stis um mm-hmm. which are the most common uh, sexually transmitted infection that you have seen in your practice stis and commonness of the stis depends on where you're living and what kind of you know population and their risk factors and it varies from even in australia it varies from one area to another and okay. like in various parts of the world again it it varies right okay. so if i'm you know all over the world i think gonorrhea and chlamydia are quite common they are the you know and some parts even trichomoniasis is very very common um, vaginal or urethral or anal stis um, mm-hmm. the other stis that are not common are also hiv syphilis and hepatitis b Mhm. Uh so again when i say hepatitis b a lot of lot of asian countries and a lot you know are more prone to hepatitis b infection and that is why we have mm-hmm. hepatitis b vaccination as a part of our vaccination program you know. 
Yeah. Um, so depending yeah. on where we are, the STIs and the infections um, change. But overall, this is quite there. Again, syphilis and HIV infections are again the demographic is very important. Like for example, like in Sydney, HIV is more common among men who have sex with men, and not so much among heterosexual population. But I have looked mm-hmm. at the statistics in India. In India, they they are also common among men who have sex with men, and they are also common among people who have sex with sex workers and among sex workers as well. uh so the risk mm-hmm. factors are a bit you know different from one country to another yeah that's um, very yeah. true yeah and so, i think also yeah. uh, it could also talk about our sexual habits also right because um here here, here in india uh, still we have quite a lot of work we need to do in order to normalize uh, homosexuality normalize being queer so uh maybe there is a possibility that uh that also definitely um shows up in the our sexual habits as uh indians um, no i think it could i be. think i understand what you're saying i think you know if if the acceptance is not there and if it's taken a while for us to you know you're right accept bisexual gay queer population and if that kind of a stigma is there it delays the possibility of testing and it delays the yeah. possibility of diagnosing infections earlier and in that way it also spreads and it delays the possibility of treating it or controlling it yes so i think that is the reason behind it and the same thing among you know sex work sex workers and to be honest uh, there is a uh, you know some countries sex work is um, legal and in some countries sex mm-hmm. sex work is illegal independent of whether yeah. sex work is legal or illegal it happens in every country and that is the truth um yeah. so when there is an illegality you know based to it there is a whole yeah. population that is not encouraged to for testing you know who who yeah. who is testing all of them who can actually say come out say that this is what you do get yourself tested mm-hmm. and you know here you go we give you a whole you know pack of condoms and loops that you can use for the month please come back mm-hmm. again in a couple of months because we do that here mm-hmm. in sydney it's um mm-hmm. you know it's uh, legal here uh, so we outreach and we educate people and we encourage them to come and get you know all these free condoms mm-hmm. lubricants dental dams and we also yeah. go to the parlors and educate them and we encourage regular testing in that way we are able to control these things among high risk uh, population high risk groups yeah. yeah yeah so if there's no acceptance then it is hard to control yeah that's very true you know sometimes denial is the bigger problem than you know the uh, infection itself and so while we are doing uh, talking about that you're talking about the testing um yeah. how do how does a person get tested what what's the procedure how do, who do they approach if they want to get tested right so they can actually approach even general practitioners to be honest to get tested if they are educated in this area and uh you can approach mm-hmm. dermatologists and venereologists to get tested for this you can also approach infectious disease specialists to get tested for this and your sti testing mm-hmm. sometimes is very basic 
thick STI testing depending on your risk and it could include just a urine sample or a you know vaginal swab uh, for just gonorrhea mm-hmm. and chlamydia is a very basic mm-hmm. uh, STI testing because that is the most common as STI but what is very important mm-hmm. is the person that you ne- that you're going to get tested need to ask you what kind of um sex you're having not in the assumption mm-hmm. in the assumption whether you're gay or not but you know even heterosexual people have you know anal sex and gay gay mm-hmm. men have anal sex as well and it is important to actually look for these STIs in those sites so if you're someone yeah. let's say you're a gay man and you often have anal sex and you want to get an STI test and you go to a doctor mm-hmm. but if the doctor is not someone who's open to this or is not someone who's going to even ask you how do you identify yourself as or how what kind of sex you have you will be peeing yeah. in a cup and it makes no sense when you're having anal sex all the time and you're having anal penetrative sex you actually need a anal swab because that is where you're going to have your STI Hmm, instead yeah. if the doctor is not asking you the right question and if they don't know and like anyone else they say okay you want an sti check okay go and pee in this cup you're peeing in the cup in vain yeah so it's very important i understand yeah. it's very it's very difficult to open up to a doctor and i'm sure that the patient is patient is hoping oh my god i hope he asks me so he can do the right test i actually want a hiv test you know because i think yeah. i'm at a high risk but if the doctor mm-hmm. assumes that he's seeing a heterosexual man uh then mm. oh no it's not very common among heterosexual um community and he might say oh he assumed i was heterosexual am i supposed to disclose to him yeah do you know what yeah. i mean yes yeah, so so i think yeah. the knowledge the knowledge and the gap that is there about acceptance and up about seeing patients non-judgmentally is very important sometimes i feel it doesn't matter which specialist you're going to um if they mm-hmm. don't have the right understanding or right idea about this right so if you go to someone mm-hmm. and say i want an sti screen and if they say pee in a cup to a gay, gay man it doesn't solve the problem because he needs a throat swab and a bum swab as well Yeah, that's very so these, true. Yeah, so I think so, these things are very important shift and I encourage um I know that you know sometimes clinicians do not ask the questions and we are in a culture where it's not acceptable um straight away ask these questions and I think we are all trying to normalize it as much as we can but I also encourage yeah. you know people who are going in for testing to to yeah. really take an initiative um and tell the doctor that look this is what happened and this is why i want to get tested so probably they're having a better idea even if the doctor doesn't ask um and yeah. a lot of the times i want to tell people you know only your family doctor and you definitely mm-hmm. i know are in a situation where you don't want to go and disclose this to your family doctor because he has seen you as a baby uh and you just mm-hmm. don't want to go and come out to him and you don't know if he's going to tell your parents or he might be seeing yeah. your entire family brother sisters baby um 
Yeah. Yeah. So please yeah. feel free to choose another doctor for your sexual health needs. Yeah. And that's completely okay. Definitely. When you're having a cold or yeah. fever, you can still definitely go to your family doctor. But if you feel like yeah. you're uncomfortable to go to your family doctor, please don't hesitate. Feel free to find another doctor just for your sexual health needs, and that's okay. This is so important for people to know, also. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So while we are talking about uh, getting tested, I'm so happy that you were able to um, clearly talk about these. Not even just for people who are who identify as uh, heterosexual, but also people mm. who identify as queer. Then that leads me to the a question, which is. what are the different ways that people can protect themselves and what is the best way for people to have safer sex what do you think about that okay perfect i think knowledge and awareness is the key it's very very important uh and mm-hmm. people getting educated about this and knowing about this is the first step to you know a good prefer- uh, prevention and safe sexual practice um and the mm-hmm. second thing i always tell people is sex needs to be pleasurable uh that's yeah. that's that's like a basic basic rule right whether you're doing it for yeah. yourself whether you're doing it with a girl whether you're doing it with a boy whether it's a threesome it doesn't matter but sex needs to mm-hmm. be pleasurable anything that isn't pleasurable needs to be stopped and addressed for yeah. example if you are forced like for example assault or rape as we say that's not okay so that mm-hmm. has to be stopped and addressed and the second thing is there's mm-hmm. also something called sexual coercion where it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a rape but you could be in a long term relationship but you're just convinced or coerced or guilt tripped or or culturally or the pressure for having yeah. a baby there could be one million other reasons why you're forcing yourself to have sex again um yeah. which i would say is not okay either so in terms of prevention um knowledge is very important and to understand sex needs to be pleasurable is very important so all those things that are not pleasurable can be stopped or addressed even if it's painful vagina or vaginismus and there's pain well you could be doing it with the one you love or it could be consensual sex but still if it is not pleasurable yeah. it's something that needs to be stopped and addressed whether it's for a boy or a girl or even anal sex right not everyone is designed to have anal sex uh for some they just yeah. can't do it so um don't need to compare with other people and what other people can so your knowledge is important and if sex is not pleasurable you need to stop and think why it isn't and that's very very important yeah. in terms of um protection and the last protection yeah. is protection against stis right and for protection mm-hmm. against stis the best way we do it is condoms because you can use one minute mm-hmm. contraception and none of it prevents you against from stis and condom is the only contraception mm-hmm. that protects you from both stis and pregnancy um yes so condoms is the way to go but like i said you can get stis from oral sex as well so there is another thing called dental mm-hmm. dams uh which is out yes. um 
yeah so there are a few sites where you, you can google it it shows you what dental dam is it's pretty much the same like a rubber sheet like your condom but it is like a square handkerchief you put it on people's yeah. vagina or you can use it in the anal area before anal stimulation through uh, with your mouth so that you don't transmit stis from the vaginal or anal area into your mouth or vice versa so you can use um, what yeah. is called dental dams as well so uh that is your sti prevention and of course the number of partners uh the more the number of partners you are increasing your risks of acquiring an sti that's that's all it is so if you're having two partners your risks are lower if you're having 10 or if you've had 10 your risks are higher because you've increased your probability and that's all so you should just need to be aware that you know there is so much probability of increased risk so um regular testing is a very very important part of prevention uh for me it's not yes. a part of cure it's more a part of prevention so if you're having yeah. a lot of sex and you're enjoying having a lot of sex go and get yourself regularly tested because most of the stis yeah. are asymptomatic you can hardly and and if you're a woman especially vaginal discharge is normal so sometimes it's really hard to tell whether this discharge is um abnormal or not i mean in th- in times when yeah. it's really smelly or too much or there's a bit of a blood then i think we kind of think what's going on then we can figure out mm-hmm. but a lot of the time you miss to understand whether it's normal or not so if you're someone having a lot of yeah. sex definitely go and get yourself tested whether you're having any symptoms yeah. or not that is very 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 important um if i can um clarify it here so it's not the uh, how many partners you have uh that uh, like i think the communication with all of those partners and using um or not using yeah, yeah using yeah. the uh, protection properly is more important than the number of partners sometimes yes. that's what you are saying right Yes, yes that is why so that is not, why i actually yeah. uh, said sti prevention as the last thing right so the first thing needs to be yes, your knowledge and your communication uh, awareness and all of it the second thing needs to be pleasure right it cannot be forced yeah. you know th- those yeah. things those uh, yeah so i think that's why those things are very important in terms of prevention strategies and then you come to using condoms and mm-hmm. this and then you also have to get regularly tested um so i think that is very important yes. i mean all of it as a bundle is a prevention strategy you can't just say uh, you know i trusted i mean either ways you can't say i trusted i've had sex only with two people i trusted them i did not use condoms with them at all am i going to get an sti yeah. probably yes do am i at yes. risk of sti probably yeah. yes and the second scenario is i do have sex with more number of partners because i'm having casual sex i don't have a regular partner but i use condoms all the time with my partners am i at an increased risk mm-hmm. probably you're at a lesser risk to the person who had only two partners and never uses condoms you can't do just one strategy or yes. another you have to do it as a whole yes when you are doing something which is sexual mm-hmm. um there is also a huge narrative which says that oh my god sex is really bad or it's very dangerous mm-hmm. but it's really not it <laughs> i think we are 7 billion in the world population that... we can't say sex is dangerous yes <laughs> that's very <right. laughs> we have, we have that's, definitely that's hypocrisy for our 
<laughs> that's very true and i think that's so important to uh, let people know that this is not something to be really scared of but it's something that you need to educate yourself for yeah. and when you are talking about uh, condoms there are so many people who have that narrative that oh condom is something that will reduce the pleasure and it will not feel like it mm. and uh, uh, my response to most of those people are then you don't know what are the different kinds of condoms like mm. <laughs> you really should look at the there are so many brands so many yeah. types yeah. so many different textures Absolutely. and these are all me- for the pleasure of people so that there is um, well, see, well, you know see, some people this is who... always very like this is a very interesting topic that you're bringing up because i do see a lot of people who and i believe that it is a true feeling that for some for some condom is not pleasurable at all it doesn't matter i mean for some it's even mm-hmm. so problematic that it can't get them an erection or they cannot um, you know have an orgasm it's that problematic condom is and you can use the thinnest mm-hmm. ones you know you can use the ribbed ones you can use whatever but still there are a bunch of people who find it just doesn't do it with the condom and i totally understand and agree yeah. but i think we have to wave mm-hmm. that just do doesn't do it for me versus are you happy to get three other stis so yeah. i think i think that is what <laughs> that so is what your balance so that is what you have to put on either side of your you know balance one is oh it just doesn't yeah. do it for me and the other side is you will be getting whatever stis so it's like what do you want but so this is i do tell people yeah. look, i mean if you're having casual partners and you're not in a committed relationship what choice do you have other than use a condoms or get an sti if you're going to have casual partners mm-hmm. and at the same time there are people yeah. with regular partners who says look i mean i've been dating for you know 6 months or 1 year and i really don't feel like i want to use a condom this is too much and that time we start talking about if it's a long standing relationship you've both been tested for stis and it's all clear and you feel like you're going to be together for a while then that's really okay provided she has a good backup contraception because the last thing you want is you know young people who are not ready for you know for having babies to have babies and then go through termination and things like that yeah so so yes it is true yeah. that some people just cannot do it with condom but i guess when that's the case you wait against do you have one partner can you get away with the fact that condom doesn't do it for you or are you having casual sex are you okay to have a whole bunch of stis Usually when people ask me about uh you know what are the things that they need to look for uh before getting sexually active with somebody whether it's a uh heterosexual or a queer person mm-hmm. my basic first thing to ke- give them like first gyan that I give mm-hmm. them is that um first as their sexual history ask um and uh, if they are honest enough to tell you about it mm-hmm. and like if you want to get uh, tested or if you want to um uh, like communicate with each other about these things which are because they are very very important absolutely and um yeah so first for me first is communication yeah. then there is um consent yeah. then there is Testing. the contraception yeah. yeah so these are the uh, three c's that i usually um, give out to people for them to think about and uh, then make a decision Perfect. because i love that person is just one aspect yes. of why you should be um, uh, you know probably having sex with Absolutely. them just one aspect mm-hmm. of it which does not really do a lot to the whole uh, process mm-hmm. but yeah um 
these are such wonderful uh, thoughts and um, what we can do is i will ask you one more last question and then maybe uh, we can wrap this up so one of the questions which um, i have been getting for quite some time from people is where do these stis even come from is it something that we have it or is it something that the other person contracted it so if they contracted it where did they get from so where is the origin from right it doesn't come from the sky uh so it is definitely yeah. sexually transmitted and somebody has got through sexual transmission right i can um mm-hmm. i can only to a extent confidently say that because you know like i told you there are some stis that can be transmitted just you know through oral uh and it doesn't really have to be a penetrative yeah. sex or it doesn't really have to be a sexual encounter at all and people may not think anything of it as a sexual encounter but there is still so some stis are in people's skin from skin to skin contact so those stis can be transmitted yes. even from skin to skin and and you know very rarely or occasionally we do have um like stis like herpes can be really complicated because people can carry this virus i mean they would have got it from i don't know from previous partners or they could have had it uh from you know even like i said skin to skin or foreplay or not necessarily you know penetrative and and they might carry it for a very long time and then all of a sudden yeah. some symptoms can come all of a sudden some symptoms can come and that does not necessarily mean that any one person is cheating on the other or it is very recently acquired infection it this kind of infections uh can stay like we say asymptomatic for a very long yeah. time and then come just out of the blue even after yeah. 10 years sometimes um so mm. those kind of knowledge and those kind of couples counseling and things like that is very important to know that you know then they're asking oh where did it come from did he or she get it from somewhere else now and we must be able to counsel saying there are some infections which you just asymptomatically carry you don't know could have been like from past years and years ago but you know we don't know about it yeah. and the same thing is some infections like i told you right like syphilis or hepatitis b or um hiv can yeah. be acquired from mums to bubs as well so if you're not aware of the transmission and somewhere down the lane you haven't had any complications and all of a sudden as a teenager or a young adult you're getting blood tests you can show these things and then you start worrying about where did i get this from is it a sexual partner and sometimes rarely we do have people saying i've never had sex what are you talking about um and in that case we have to yeah. um, rule out you know uh, either injecting drug yeah. use or other forms of blood transfusions and blood transmissions or mum to pub could they have had it since birth so these are the other forms of transmissions yeah. which we have to rule out so definitely these yeah. infections come from another person but it is really hard i mean most of the things are very obvious in terms of stis and you can say yeah it is sexually yeah. transmitted but occasionally like i said yeah you can't say 100% of the times there are always some times where we yeah. have to look at the bigger picture and do some couples counseling and see that you know some viruses can last for long you know stuff like that so that is all very important and part of um, sexual health education and sexual health specialist being able to you know explain these things to uh, you know any patient that comes with these queries or 
um you know so so we yeah. always have counselors in our sexual health clinics shiva and we do a lot of um, counseling not only just for the individual about the sti but especially you know we do partner counseling we bring both of them because some people are in relationship for a while and then they decide to come and get tested because they want to go off the condoms and then they become positive for mm-hmm. you know chlamydia or something like that um sometimes yeah mm-hmm. for a relationship like some people like i said knowledge is the key some people are knowledge about it some people know yeah. that you know maybe you had for a long time um and probably from we don't know other partners but that's okay let's both get treated and then you know let's do this some people are can do that but sometimes yeah. they are like oh my god we've been together for 3 months how do you have an infection now i think you've been cheating on me and so yeah. we have that scenario as well where it is important to counsel people yeah. and give them the knowledge saying stis can be asymptomatic you can carry it for a long time and sometimes you have symptoms yeah. sometimes not so um so yeah so to answer the yeah. question it's it's a tricky question you can't definitely i mean it doesn't come in thin air there are different ways that it's transmitted from one person yeah. to another um and yeah we have to look yes. at the bigger picture and there has to be a start yes, there will be a start there yeah. will be a start somewhere yeah. like you i mean it's i mean sometimes the logic is very like straightforward you know i mean people say oh we both had a test when we started the relationship but then could this have come from the toilet seat now the ch- i mean it's unlikely do you know what i mean yeah thank you so much for explaining it so beautifully and uh, uh with this we uh, come to the end of our uh, episode also um do you have anything to say or add to the listeners who will be listening yeah, to you yeah uh, shiv i just have five points of myths that i always like to break when it comes to stis one is the myth that okay. you know people think only trashy people get stis you know people who get stis are people with no morale mm-hmm. um and that's not true okay. that's a myth stis don't discriminate people or what type they are and if you're sexually active yes you can have yeah. sti um and the second thing is yeah. i don't have any symptoms i don't think anything could be wrong so that's a myth like i said stis are mostly asymptomatic so always go and get yourself regularly checked if you are sexually active and the third thing is Yeah. I very often people say oh but he didn't look like he would have an STI or she didn't look like she can have an STI what is this exact look yeah. that we are going for i think we have to be yeah. very clear about it <laughs> people don't walk around having this look of an STI on their face or on their forehead <laughs> so so don't go with people's looks or you know how they are in their usual life they can be an absolutely absolutely lovely person or a darling that has nothing to do with the fact that you know they're sexually active or they could be exposed to an sti yeah. so that's very very important go, don't go with the leaks and the other thing is i haven't had any vaginal sex i so i won't have any sti that's again a myth you can like i've said a few times today mm-hmm. um in this podcast you could get stis from skin to skin contact from four plays from oral sex so that's yeah. something to be mindful of um and the last thing is yes. you know i have sex during my period so i won't get pregnant and not looking at contraception um is something that's a big no no because there is a good chance that you could get pregnant sperms can stay a bit more longer than 5 days in your or you know in your uterus and yes you could uh, be pregnant so contraception is a very very important uh, part of your sexual health um so that is something that um, i would like to tell everyone to yeah, yeah. check it out and um, 
yeah and so after that okay and this is such a wonderful summary because uh, we have been going on and off about these things uh, in uh, and i think this brings a very wonderful clear summary for people to take back um i'm so grateful to you for uh, sharing this time and actually uh, coming and talking about these and i hope that our listeners from this get some more clarity and uh, this is one of the steps that shift density is doing in order to educate people about uh, sexual health and i i'm so happy that you were able to do that um, thank you so much for Not joining in it's and a uh, we will come up with and i want to say to shift uh, yeah. shift is doing a great job and uh, keep doing what yes. you're doing and yes and thank you so yes. much for having me today with you and it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to talk yes. about these things that's great okay so we will um, end uh, at this note and there will be more podcasts with more topics and um, stay tuned and you will get to know more thank you